0: My name is Julian, and this is the Sales Fix Podcast. It's you, the salespeople across the world that make the world a better place. You've brought down prices, you've increased quality, you've caused the guarantee, the warranty, the return policy, hundreds of thousands of dollars, discussions, interviews, sales quick tips, everything to sharpen the saw and make you a better salesperson. Hey, sales warriors. Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Fix podcast. My name is Julian and I am your host. If you're looking for us online, check us out at salesfixwith2x.com, S-A-L-E-X, I'm sorry, S-A-L-E-S-F-I-X-X.com. Check us out there. And from there, you can connect to all our social media presences as well. Let me ask you a rhetorical question, right? What kind of tracking and alerts are you getting from your salespeople's activity if you're a sales leader? Imagine being alerted every time a competitor has been mentioned on one of your reps' discovery calls or needs assessment calls, right? Every time a big objection has just come up from a prospect on one of your big closable opportunities, you get an alert. What about a prospect who's just mentioned the word sign off or raising a purchase order? Or what about a call that's just resulted in a scheduled meeting? A negotiation call has just ended in a verbal commitment and you can see the transcript of that part of the call and you can be linked directly to the call and hear it yourself. And your whole team can share in the voice of the customer from the sales rep, right? The product level to marketing to the C-level suite, right? Sounds like a pipe dream, but it's actually not. Check out one of the partners of the show a company called Refract. You can see them online, refract.ai slash salesfix. And if you check them out online, I think you'll be really impressed with their solution. I have been extremely impressed with their solution. Some of the things that they do are just what I mentioned, but it does a whole lot more than that. So check them out if you get the opportunity to because it is absolutely one of the most versatile and easy to use logical platforms that I've seen for being able to monitor what's being said between your sales team and your customers. And if you're a sales leader and you don't know what's being said, you should be very afraid. You should know what's being said so that you can course correct. This is a great solution to be able to solve that problem. Again, check them out, refract.ai slash salesfix. Refract is R-E-F-R-A-C-T dot A-I slash salesfix. Okay. Enough of that. Let's talk about the subject at hand today. And the subject at hand today is about matching core beliefs with your prospects. I I remember a few years ago, um, I was working with a rep and we were on a call and we politely decided to walk out of the appointment when the prospect that we were having the conversation with simply refused to admit that he had any need for our product, right? So he was wasting thousands of dollars at the time, and it was documented on a solution that didn't actually really meet his current needs, what his business needed. But he claimed that he was doing that because, you know, he's done it forever and it's worked and it's good enough. And as attempted as it was for us to point out that his reasoning was illogical, um, what became obvious is that he was stuck in his current thinking and he wasn't open to considering anything but the cost. So the fact that our solution was slightly more expensive but a better value for his money didn't matter to him. He was only looking at the cost side of the analysis. And you can't just tell most people that their position is illogical, right? It's not a good idea. No one wants to hear their baby is ugly, even if it's true. But around this particular customers, the beliefs he had around the issues facing his business and the real cost of those issues, they were simply not aligned with us, or in this case, in my opinion, with reality. So for a sale to proceed, there has to be some key beliefs that have to be aligned between you and your prospect. You have to believe some of the same things. It's possible that you may disagree on certain things, but there are typically some core beliefs around your product, your industry, that if they're not aligned... It's really gonna be difficult to proceed. And if those in the cases where you can't agree on those beliefs, really the walk away or the takeaway is you really your you're only defense not to get sucked into a dead end conversation that sometimes can actually get personal. People can get really mad when you challenge kind of their suppositions around the reality. Um, and sometimes when you walk away, It actually unlocks the prospect from their thinking. It might take a bit of time, but that specific prospect that I was mentioning that I was talking about in the story there, about three to four months after we'd had that conversation, he actually reached back out to us, and that conversation led to him switching over from his current vendor. So what had happened is his beliefs had changed maybe, maybe we planted a few seeds in that conversation that grew into him understanding that there were some things that he was not looking at accurately, and maybe it was something else that provoked it, right? But he started looking at both the costs and the benefits of his current provider versus the solution that we were offering as a company at the time. And so once once his belief shifted from just looking at the cost, cheaper is better, which is basically what he was telling us, to, you know what, it's not just about the cost, the output, it's about what I get back from it and the comparison of those two numbers. That's a good example, by the way, of a belief that needed to match, right? Once his belief switched on that, he started looking at, makes sense maybe to look at this solution more closely versus just getting stuck on the price. So this is a good time to formalize your belief requirements. What are the one to two to three to maybe four beliefs that a prospect and you must agree on in order for them to be a qualified prospect? And qualified prospects are what we want, right? Because the world is filled with unqualified prospects or, or suspects, as I call them. Uh, but the world is filled with those, and it's easy to get bogged down in conversations with those accounts and realize that you're you're not getting anywhere. So what do they need to believe about your business, about your industry, about life in general, right? Seems idiotically simple, but a lot of sales professionals waste an enormous amount of time spouting out features and benefits about their product. And they're doing that to a client or a prospect that's not aligned with their way of thinking. So the more loudly and passionately you preach the quality of your chicken doesn't make the more vegetarian more likely to buy it, right? In fact. It usually just ticks them off, right? So none of the valid data around your chicken argument is going to work. It's all lost on the vegetarian. The data isn't going to change it because you're trying to sell chicken to a vegetarian, right? There's a core set of beliefs about what you should eat that are at odds with each other. So the price of your chicken, the fact that it was farm-raised, the fact that it's antibiotic-free, these are all valid selling points but not to that prospect because their core beliefs are not aligned with yours. So here's what I suggest you do, right? Your beliefs, your core beliefs should be written out, right? They they should power the value proposition before you start talking about things like price, delivery, logistics, benefits, right? Qualify every single prospect by asking some questions to make sure that they're a qualified prospect and those questions should be at the belief level. I'll I'll give you one other example. I've, I've worked with one company that sold an advertising product. And the advertising product used a methodology that a lot of businesses find distasteful, discounting specifically. They just didn't like the idea of discounting, right? There's a lot of business owners that look at that and they feel like they're selling out if they do it. What we narrowed down... At that company, was that there was three core beliefs that if we could get them an agreement on, we would find that our chances of closing that business were in the high eighty to ninety percent. However, we also saw that if we couldn't get them to align with that set of beliefs, if they and it's not again, some beliefs are rooted in reality and others are rooted in perspective right but in this case i would make the argument that these beliefs were rooted in reality and if we couldn't get the prospects to agree that this is the world we were living in then the chances of us doing business with them dropped to an almost minuscule level so what were those beliefs well in this example there the three core beliefs was that all advertising belief 1 all advertising was has the purpose of generating full price revenue to come in in other words you know put the discount aside for a second discounted revenue is a means to an end it's not an end right so what we knew was that ultimately businesses advertise, promote themselves, whatever methodology they use, in order to cause the cash register to ring. I mean, you hear a lot of things about, oh, we want to raise public awareness, branding, all those things. But ultimately, all those things would tie back to, you want to drive revenue, you want people to come in and start buying stuff, right? So belief number one was all advertising is designed to generate revenue, to cause sales at your regular pricing to go through. Belief number two was that the way to successfully measure advertising to see if advertising is being effective is to compare two numbers. How much are you spending on the advertising and how much of that revenue is it bringing in? You look at those two numbers and that's going to give you kind of a, you know, an immediate measurement, but that's the measurement that matters. It doesn't matter how many people I get to walk through your store. It matters how many of them I get to walk into your store and spend money. That was the key argument that we were making at that point. And you had to have that core belief locked in to be able to see the value of the way that we're doing things. And then the third belief was around what that specific ratio should be in terms of the dollars you spend compared to the dollars that it drives in. What was that specific ratio? What was an acceptable level of what that ratio was? And what we found again is that any business that was looking at it differently, they were saying, well, no, it's not about how much I bring in. It's about how little I give away, right? Or no, 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 I don't measure it like money in versus money out. That was actually what we called it back then, right? That that second belief that advertising should be measured by comparing two numbers. It, I, I don't look at my business that way I look at it on do, do I feel like it was effective so when we started seeing some of those flags going up what we knew is we were we were heading for a head-on collision right we we're heading for a point an impasse a breakdown in negotiations that really wasn't going to go anywhere because the prospect and us were trying to look at the same picture with a completely set different set of assumptions so what are those for your company what are those for your product what are the things that if if you're Prospect does not believe, then it does not make sense for them to buy. Right. And remember, some of these beliefs may be perspective. Now, they may not be rooted in mathematical fact. They may be more, you know, a question of somebody's perceptive, right? We we just went through an election in this country at the time of this recording, you know, about a week ago. And what did we learn from that election is that there's people who look at the same issue with drastically different perspective, right? The same is true in business. And ultimately, sometimes it's not a question of I can verify that this happened, or I can verify that this is going on. Sometimes it's a perception. But there's a lot of times where there are false Beliefs out there. There are people that believe, for example, right to use a a, a, an example outside of business. There are people that believe that whenever taxes go up, government revenue automatically goes up. Well, actually, there's a there's a, a statistical graph that shows that that's true within certain parameters, but it's actually untrue within. Other parameters, right? So there are levels at which taxes going up or down actually have the opposite effect in terms of government revenue going in. And so you have two people that are arguing. One of them is looking at it from a Well, if we raise taxes, more revenue comes in. And the other person saying, "Yeah, but you're not factoring these other effects that happen on the economy." So as you start looking at things like that, right, forget taxes unless you're in the tax business. Forget taxes. Look at things from the perspective of your business. What is it that I need to believe? You should be able to narrow down. This to One, two, or three tops, right? What is it that I need to believe for your business to make sense? Now, if you're looking at those core beliefs, if you're a salesperson listening to this, and you're looking at those core beliefs, and you don't believe them, you've got a problem, right? Because you're trying to sell something that you don't believe in. So two possibilities there you need to convince yourself of those things, or you're actually trying to sell something based on a false belief in which case it's time to go sell something else. It's time to go work for someone else. But ultimately, you should be able to narrow down one to three core beliefs that power the logic, the sanity of making the buying decision of working with your product. And that should be your lead-off hitter every single time you're engaged in qualifying prospects. You should be asking questions to get a sense of where they are on those things. The directness, bluntness, or you know, more subtle approach on those questions is going to be based on your industry, the situation, the people that you're calling on. But ultimately, the conversation needs to start with, do you believe what I believe? Because if our beliefs aren't aligned, then we're going to come to completely different conclusions looking at the exact same data. right? That's the point I'm making with the example of taxes and politics and other things. That are going on. Ultimately, there are some core beliefs that have to be aligned, or you're really wasting a ton of your time. You're also wasting a ton of your prospects' time, and you're probably, in a lot of cases, making them angry. So, think about that, write it down identify what those beliefs are. If you're a sales leader, this is an excellent exercise to do with your sales team. Get everybody in a room 10, 15 minutes and let's talk about what do you need to believe? Where do we need to start to be able to say to our prospect, do you believe what I believe? Because once they believe what you believe, then it's going to be a whole lot easier to align everything else. But if they don't, again, you're just, you know, you're button heads and you're not really getting anywhere. Hopefully that was helpful. Here's uh, another belief that hopefully I will get you to the point where you believe what I believe. When I am looking at my dietary supplement needs, I turn to one company, OriginMain.com, And I turn to them because the products I've used so far have been fantastic. I'm completely addicted to the krill oil and the, the joint warfare, which helps my joints feel l- loose and not tight. My knees stop creaking. I, I'd gotten to the point in my you know, early early... early 40s, mid-40s, where just kneeling on the ground and getting back up was really painful and difficult. And now I do a lot of exercises that involve exactly that motion, um, especially when I, you know, work out and roll and stuff. And I'm finding that, that the regular supplements of that, the regular use of that supplement, excuse me, has made a huge difference for me. So can't recommend them enough. If you want to look them up online, it's originmaine with an e, OriginMaine.com, And you'll see on the website that there's a, a tab for nutritional supplements. Click on that. They have a ton of other cool stuff on there on the clothing side of their business as well, but I'm a big fan of the nutritional supplements. Okay. Hopefully that has been useful. Do me a favor. If you are listening to this on a podcast app of any kind, please click the like, click the review, click the subscribe and click the recommend any, any version of those things. I would be honored if you would take the time to write a review for the podcast that really helps move us up in the rankings and get us noticed more looking forward to the next time. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the sales fix podcast for more sales tactics and tips. Visit the blog section at salesfix.com. That's SalesFix with two X's. We're on Twitter at SalesFix, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you'd like help training your sales team, email us at infosalesfix.com.